Hello, Monte Adventures of Words, where we explore storytelling in all its forms. I'm Rob. I'm Kate. And there's another person in the room today who you're probably going to hear a little bit more of as she's running around. Um, so we've had a bit of a break, and that's for a couple of reasons. First one, I wasn't very well over Christmas. I had a really bad ear infection, which refused to go away, which pretty much hampered all my reading. And then lately, uh, we now have Ziggy, who is our little kitten, who is just walked across the recorder but yeah oh ow and now she's jumping on my knee but yeah she i initially said oh she's been quite quiet at the moment so we should probably record now but of course now she's like galloping around the flat so if you hear something that sounds like the lone ranger or jingling or uh, rattling it's probably her running around or playing with one of her toys uh yes so there we go She's really, really cute, but she is full of energy. Absolutely. Uh, at all times of the day. Mm-hmm. Both, and night. We've both got a few scratch marks on, on us. <laughs> uh, we've just ordered urgently a scratching post. She's, yep. There we go. She's just running past. So, shall we get to books? Um, yes, we probably should. So, I've been strictly told that I may mention two books, so I thought I would talk about the th- something that I'm reading at the moment and then something that I read over Christmas. Does that sound right with you? That's exactly what I'm doing right now. Okay. Yep. So, um, the book that I am reading at the moment is something that Olivia um, at Scholastic kindly sent me, um, which is called uh, A Shiver of Snow and Sky, and I believe I talked about this when we were doing our Christmas TBRs. Of course, I was far too ambitious with all the various books that I was piling up, um, and of course I didn't get through them all, So, but I'm reading this one now, um, and this is uh, a story about some people who, they seem to be like kind of Vikings or something like that, that type of era and that type of location, and they're watching the Northern Lights and they have a rhyme about, you know, if it's blue, it's this, if it's... Well, that was interesting. Our first uh, <laughs> Ziggy in- uh, interruption. She actually cut off recording. Uh, but we're back again now. Uh, so I was just saying that they see... Uh, the northern lights in the sky and um, depending on what colour it has a different meaning if they're green or if they're blue but if they're red it signals that a disaster is on the way so the last time they were red um, there was a terrible plague which meant lots and lots of these people died and then I've got a bit further and it turns out that um, they were a bit like kind of refugees that they their original place where they came from was taken over by this group of uh conquerors they had to run away and now these people or creatures have arrived on the island where they're living so now they have to try and like warn the other villagers and um, try and see what they can do to stop these uh, marauding people so there we are that's Mm. where I am at the moment Um, I'm enjoying it but I really don't know what is going to happen I'm probably a quarter of the way through um and it still feels like it's quite early days in the story. So I'm intrigued to see what is going to happen next. Right. The one I'm reading at the moment is one that you've probably all heard of, including 
what should we say, the most powerful man in the world spoke about. Uh, this is Fire and Fury by Michael Wolfe. Mm-hmm. So I'd already actually got this one order I, on pre-order because I'd read a few other books by Michael Wolfe. I'd known him as a journalist for things like Vanity Fair, I think, um, New York Magazine. He's a bit of a media sort of uh, commentator, journalist, that sort of thing. I'd previously read his book on Rupert Murdoch, which a lot of people are saying Trump should have read because... It's the same sort of thing. It's a biography of a person, but he ends up sort of sticking it to him and slightly revealing the yeah. nastier sides that perhaps Murdoch wouldn't expect to have. Um, so, Fire and Fury, yes, I'd already had it uh, on order. And of course, then they moved up publication date, so it magically appeared on my Kindle. And I'm about um, two thirds of the way through. Most of the juicy stories and the gossip have already been revealed in the papers. Um, it was The Guardian that speed read a copy and all the details are there but it's interesting that the way that it's written it's it is a very sort of relaxed it's almost a tabloidy style it's not this isn't an academic piece this is you know what people said to wolf on or off the record and there's a bit of a debate about whether he took advantage of that or not um as far as i'm aware there's no sort of like footnotes or anything you know Mm. where you can go and refer to um but it's a bit of an unfolding sort of horror story as you realise how unorganised it was and how everyone um, that's in and outside of the White House was totally unprepared for this to happen. Mm. And, yeah, it's it's a real eye Now, I know a few people at work are also reading it because my colleagues at Little Brown published it and it's obviously got everyone's attention. And it is, it's, yeah, it's an eye-opener. You could call it funny. You could call it absolutely terrifying. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Uh, a lot of people are com- just people completely floundering out of their depth mm. and trying to deal with someone who's not that interested or just has his own interests at heart. Um, tonight in the UK, we've got, there's an interview with Trump with Piers Morgan of all people. Well, similarly, similarly, mm-hmm. sort of, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm reading it slowly. It's uh, it's just one of those ones where I felt like I wanted to wanted to read it everyone was talking about it and it but it's just yeah it's an eye-opener i just <laughs> i do have an interest in american politics i mean west wing is one of my favorite shows you, you and i watched designated survivor Indeed, which yeah. is american all set in the white house uh, a nice contrast perhaps to the sitting president so um yeah you don't need to necessarily know the ins and outs of how it all works it, it is a quite an easy read but then occasionally you get this this bits of opinion or what you could call sort of loose based facts where you're not mm. quite sure where these things came from. Yeah. Cause he's either talking to someone off the record or he's overheard something. I mean, the fact that they let him just sit there mm. is just bizarre. So anyway, um, it's recommended. Uh, it's certainly selling everywhere. It's probably gonna be one of the best selling books of the year at this rate. And <laughs> um, we're only at the end of January. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll let you know how it all goes when I finish it. There you go. So I am now thinking back to things I did read over Christmas. I didn't read as much as I was originally intending. Um, however, one of the things that I read is probably what, like one of my most anticipated releases of 2018, which is Cersei by Ma- um, Madeleine Miller. Um, sorry, I just had a moment there. I don't know why. Uh, so... A while ago, we read The Song of Achilles. Song of Achilles, yes. And I think we both really enjoyed that. 
Um, I think we were both surprised that how accessible it was. Um, I think it's really beautifully written, but it's not hard. Um, I think it's great at bringing these characters to life. So I kind of knew what was going to happen to Patroclus, who is from his perspective, and he becomes like the companion, if you like, of Achilles, the great Greek hero of myth and legend. Um, but Circe is perhaps not such a hugely well-known character so she as i mentioned um oh, she's off <laughs> yep uh she appears it you know as far as most people are concerned in uh the odyssey so this is when odysseus has been at the battle of troy they've had the siege of troy for 10 years um and he now wants to get home to his wife penelope but va various problems occur which mean he ends up going a very circuitous route and one of the, one of the people that he meets on his journey is Circe um, and the famous thing is that um, his men run onto the island they find a house full of you know with lots of food and so on and they just basically start troughing it um, and she as a result turns them into pigs mm. uh, but Odysseus is hung back um, because he's more wary. So he arrives after his men have apparently disappeared um, and notices that she's got all these pigs outside. Mm. Um, Just hanging out with some pigs. Puts two and two together. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he is in there, um, but really it is her story. So it is, you know, who her mythological parents were, how she grew up, how she discovered the powers that she had, how she ended up being on this island all on her own, as opposed to on Olympus or anywhere else. Um, you know, you know, with her parents in their sort of magical palace or, or whatever. Um, it talks about her brothers and sisters who are also kind of well-known figures of Greek myth and legend. Uh, and it also talks about all these various people who come to fetch her to get her to do things or arrive on her island um, and so on and so on. Um, and I just thought it was beautiful. Uh, I love the fact that it is centering this woman who doesn't really conform, who um, sort of has romantic encounters, but actually those don't necessarily work out and she comes into her own when she is allowed to just discover herself. Um, I, I thought it was wonderful. I really, really, really loved it. Um, it's not out for a while. Um, I think it's um, May... Uh, and it's published by Bloomsbury again. But I was just so thrilled to get that early copy. It's also a very beautiful proof, which was lovely. Um, and I'm sure the finished copy will be really beautiful as well. But yeah, I absolutely adored it. Um, I devoured it. Just thought it was wonderful. Um, and I'm, I will certainly remind you all when it comes out, because you should all go out and get it and read it. It's really lovely. Mm. And the final one for me is one that I spotted just as I was walking home, as it was um, on the side of a taxi, of all mm. things. And this is Anatomy of a Scandal by Sarah Vaughan, and it's described as the best courtroom drama I've read since Apple Tree Yard by Claire McIntosh. So uh, the tagline is, you want to believe your husband, she wants to destroy him. And it's funny, just opening up the paper today, that there is another sort of slight 
Tory political scandal, but this is about um, James, who is a junior minister in the Conservative Party. He's in power. He's best friends with the current Prime Minister, who's not Theresa May, but a different one. And he is accused of rape by a colleague that he's working with, who he'd previously been having an affair with, and it Mm. follows it through... um, through the court case, uh, James is the main character. You've got Sophie, who is his wife. You've got Kate, who is the barrister, who is uh, prosecuting. And it's all to do with, it comes down to, at one point, his word against hers. But there's a whole sort of backstory towards this. Um, it zips along quite nicely. It, it, it's called an anatomy of a scandal because you're right there. In, you're right there flipping between the characters. Um it certainly keeps you on your toes. There's there was a bit where about three quarters of the way through, I thought I knew where this was going, and then it goes off in a different direction. And I've got oh, some, I've got some colleagues uh, colleagues to talk to on Monday who she's already read it, and just it's one of those books where someone asks you where where you are, <laughs> and you say, "Oh, I'm at this bit," and they look at you and go, "Oh, you've got some." You've got some good stuff to come to. So, yes, absolutely um, tons and tons and tons of praise uh, for this book. Um, all Actually, all the way through it. Um, Sarah Vaughan was previously um, a journalist at The Guardian, and she spent a lot of time reporting on some of these scandals, um, a political correspondent at one point. So it kind of... This feels realistic mm. to me. I mean, that seems very timely. Very timely, considering this would have been well, well over a year ago, um, put into sort of in, put into the machine of publishing. But yeah, I'd recommend it. Um, I was wondering if you wanted to read it, actually. But yeah, it's 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 quite close to home, especially when you see this mm. morning, there's a few political scandals and also this, this con- well, this, you know, consent on rape and a powerful man. Mm, definitely. You know. So yeah, um, it's out now in hardback. I think it's... I got it for just five pounds <laughs> off a certain um, online website. Uh, it's doing. Really, I think it's in the charts right now. So yeah, I'd highly yeah, recommend it. Yes. I would recommend it. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I, I spotted it on the side of a taxi, and I thought that's different. You don't often see books advertised on the side of a taxi. No, very true. So I went and had a look. Excellent. Um, I know we've both got lots of interesting things coming up that we're going to be reading. I've been very lucky. People have sent me some really nice books, but I'm going to take some photos of them and um, share them on social media, which leads Mm. nice to... How you can get in touch? Yep. Yes. (laughs) Uh, You can send us an email, contact at adventurewithwords.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at Word Adventures. You can head over to our Facebook page and over on the website, adventurewithwords.com. If you've read any of the books, I'd like to comment on anything, you can leave us a voicemail. Indeed. Um, you can also uh, obviously follow our own social media during the rest of the time. You normally go first. Uh, if you'd like to see what I'm up to during the week, you can follow me on uh, Twitter, Instagram and Snapchat at Rob Chilver. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at magic underscore kitten. And of course, we're both on Goodreads as well. So you can have a quick look at, you know, maybe we don't have time to mention everything in the podcast, especially if um, I'm going to actually stick to the rules a bit more. Uh, mm-hmm. But you can see all the various things that we've been reading. And you can always ask us a bit more about them if we don't have time to chat about them on the podcast. We'll be back next week where we'll probably have Ziggy shut in the room somewhere else. You've probably heard her, and apologies, you've heard her scampering around yeah, and she's, stepping on she's things. She's now trying to look innocent, um, curled up on a chair, but obviously we have the, the audio recording as evidence. So that's all for this week. Thank you very much for listening. Bye.